الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وانتم الاعلون ان كنتم مؤمنين وقال تعالى وعد الله الذين امنوا منكم وعملوا الصالحات لا يستخلفنهم في الارض كما Respected elders and brothers, all praise are due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who through his infinite mercy has granted us the greatest wealth and that is the wealth of Iman. All other riches, all other wealth, all other positions, all other possessions are only temporary that will assist us in our worldly life. As long as we have life, we can breathe. No sooner time is up for us to leave this world, all other positions, all accolades, all our titles and whatever people would call us by, everything is left behind. One thing for sure that will accompany us the life hereafter is our Iman and our Amal Saliha, our good action. Well, all our actions will accompany us, our iman, and all actions will accompany us, but our amal is saliha, our good action will be to our advantage. In this world, people make promises, and they tell us many things, you do this, I'll give you this. Sometimes as parents also, we tell the children that you pass your exams now, you do good in school or in madrasa, and I'll buy you this present, I'll buy you a gift. And most of the time, we'll fulfill these, these promises of ours, we'll buy the child a gift, whatever. And many times, people don't even keep up to their promises. Sometimes the parent says, come here better, I got something here. You know, he just wants the child to come near, and there's nothing in their hands. So that's a lie, that's a sin. Sometimes in business we make promises and we say by this date I'll give you this or I'll get it delivered by this time or I'll give you your goods on this date or whatever. I'll have your money ready this time. We make promises but unfortunately we are unable to keep up those promises. Whether we feel guilty about it or not or whether we're sincerely, we cannot make it sincerely or we purposely make those promises and we know that we are unable to fulfill, that's another issue. But here Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala in the Quran Sharif in so many numerous places Allah Tabaraka wa ta'ala promises us many many things. The promises of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are such, are such that if أَحْكَمُ الْحَاكِمِينَ أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ Allah Rabbul Izzad makes a promise then وَمَنْ أَسْتَقُوا مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلَ وَمَنْ أَسْتَقُوا مِنَ اللَّهِ حَدِيثًا Can there be anyone more truthful than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Can there be anyone that can say something and not honor it? other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So most definitely Allah tabarak wa ta'ala honors His promises. So there are many, many promises in the Quran Sharif. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala reminds us time and again, various pages, various riparas, various surahs of the Quran Sharif, that whatever we want in this dunya, Allah has linked it to sifat. Allah has linked it to quality. And the greatest promises are linked to the greatest quality, and that is the quality of iman. A person, he wants respect, he wants honor, he wants some dignity in this dunya, he doesn't want to be ridiculed by anyone, he doesn't want people to look down upon him. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala said, if you want position, you want some respect, you want some honor, bring true iman and I'll grant you this honor. You want some position, bring true iman, I'll grant you that position that you want. You want to become a ruler, you want to become in charge of some society, or you want to become in charge of some trust, or any organization, or business, enterprise, or whatever you want to become head of, you want some position, you have true iman, I'll grant you that position. Allah tabarak through sifat, through qualities, and the greatest quality is the quality of Iman. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made an effort, such an effort on the Sahaba radiallahu anhu that before Iman, before becoming the 
Sahaba, before becoming the guiding stars of this Ummah, that at that particular time, they were regarded as the worst of the worst. No one worse than them. So much that even the slaves of the kuffar, of the disbelievers, were not prepared to even rule over them. They were not even worthy to become the slaves of the slaves. But one thing that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam did, that took them from the lowest of the low and made them to the highest of the high, was that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam made that effort on the iman, that took out within them that beautiful quality that they had, through which they shone and they rose up to become the guiding stars of the ummah. Today, beloved friend, in our society also, many a times, unfortunately, we look down upon certain individuals, we say, this man is a writer, he's a drunkard, he's like this and he's like that, he's involved in all this haram and vices and whatnot. And we look down, we have no hope. But we do not know how much of value Allah Rabbul Izzat has for that particular person, what regards Allah has for that person. We don't know what our end will be and what the end of that person would be. How many a times we hear, in our eyes, we think this man is down and trodden and in down and out and finished. Allah Pak gives him a mouth on a Mubarak day of Jumu'ah and he gets a mouth in the month of Ramadan. And it's just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wishes to elevate a person. We don't understand a person's position. But there may be some tifat, something in that person which Allah Rabbul is at light and Allah tabarak wa ta'ala makes that person shine in his eyes. So every person has some qualities. He says that effort has to be made. Sahaba had those qualities. Nabi Pak alayhi salatu wasalam made effort on their qualities and through that they shone, shone and they rose in this ummah. And they became the leaders for us. They became examples for us. Someone who his mother would taunt him. Uh, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. His family would taunt him. Uh, close and uh, near ones would taunt him. You don't, you don't even know how to look after sheep. You would go out in the morning to graze the animals. You would come back with a few shots. Don't even know how to look after that. What would become of you, O Umar? The hardest heart that any person would have or could have. And the greatest courage against Islam that any person took was what Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala took that stand. When he went out with the intention, this is before Islam, before he became Hazrat Umar, Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu. When he left his home with a sinister intention, with that weird idea that I'm going to kill, assassinate, not any ordinary person, not any ordinary Nabi also, but the greatest of all the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, that I'm going to finish him up now, we've had enough of him. Can there be any person today that can commit a sin worse than that? Let us ask ourselves, we want to write of people, we want to think low of people, there's no hope for him, he'll never come back, he'll never come on the right path. If someone had to think of Sayyidina Umar like that, worst intention, there can be nothing worse in this dunya than that, that to kill no ordinary person, no ordinary Nabi, but the Nabi, the Imam of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam, the leader of all the Nabis, with that intention he leaves his home, but by that time, uh, not even 24 hours later, he becomes the Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The story is long. I don't want to go into it. Just make an indication that Nabi Pak alayhi salatu wasalam made dua for him and eventually gave him dawat and then he becomes a Sahabi. And not only that, that person who could not look after sheep, after the demise of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq he becomes the second Khalifa of Islam. Not to look after the sheep, but to look after the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he had qualities in him. Nabi Pak alayhi salatu wasalam had that idea Allah Pak had gifted how to take from which person, which Sahabi how to channel him in the right direction, how to bring about those qualities that are within him, how to make those qualities shine and rise for the betterment and for the benefit of Islam. So when he brought Iman, Allah Pak brought him onto that position. He became the second Khalifa of Islam. And in his time, in his zamana, more than two-thirds of the world, Allah wa ta'ala brought under the Muslim control, under Muslim rule. Like that, you look at many, many Sahaba. That society had looked down upon them, wrote them off, no hope. But Allah wa ta'ala wished something else for them. And through the effort of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam on the Iman, on the Aqeedah, Rasulullah sallallahu made them such that they became as-sahaba radiyallahu anhum wa And Allah tabarak wa ta'ala testifies that Allah is happy with them and they are happy and pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like that in this ummah, beloved friends, today also, there are many examples of people who are far from deen, but a little bit of effort was made on them. And Allah tabarak wa ta'ala brought them that, that, that those qualities that were 
in them. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala merely said that those qualities now begin to shine. People did not know about that. They have beautiful qualities. Many of us sitting here also, we've got those qualities. Maybe we don't know about it. But by making effort on that iman, making effort on that quality, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala makes that quality shine in a person. Someone is very generous. Maybe he did not know he's got that quality of generosity in him. But when effort is made on his iman, he begins to realize. He recognizes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he realizes that my health, my wealth doesn't belong to me. It belongs to Allah. He uses it for his deen. Now we were in Pakistan. We went for the Ishtima day. Alhamdulillah. Speak about the Ishtima a little later. A few minutes in the end. We met one person. He told us that there was one particular person in South Africa as well. In Jamaat, Mastura Jamaat. He said that they run in a uh, restaurant business. In India, Pakistan, for restaurant, they say hotel. Hotel means restaurant. They, they run in some restaurant there. And they were going through some financial problems. They could not make ends meet, whatever. So they came to Haji Abdul Wahab, sahab, rahmatullahi, one of the elders, the seniors in the work of Dawat, in the work of Tabliya. Came to Haji sahab, we got a, this was many, many years ago. We run in a restaurant and we went through some difficulties. So he said, what do you mean by running a restaurant? He said, no, we make the food and we sell to the people. That time now, Haji sahab also got shocked that food, you actually sell food to people. Food you're supposed to give to people. You're not supposed to sell food to people. This is the, the, the mizaj of Islam is that if someone is needy, just give them the food. Now here it's a business. You buy and you sell it, you make it and you sell in food. Haji sahab was shocked that you actually make food and you sell to the people. You take money from them or feeding them. You're supposed to feed for free. Explains our business, family business. Haji sahab said, change your intention. Why are you running the business? What is the object of running the business? Is it to just to make money out of the people or you know provide some service for the people? Then he gave some tarheeb, gave him some advice, and then this person went on. He says he got all his brothers together with that particular business that we involved. They let us have some mashura about this. This is what Haji Sab told us, he's our senior. This is what he had in his mind. That food we actually should be giving our our people. So they came up with a solution that every day one brother says that the first I don't know what it was, 10 customers or 20 customers for the day. The first 10, just say 10 customers that come today, the entire expense of their meals will be on me. The next brother says, the next 10 days, the, the next day, the next 10 customers, first 10 customers on the second day, expenses are on me. Whatever the amount is, whether he buys for 100 rupees or he buys for 10,000 rupees, the customers, all will be paid from them. They said, we implemented this in our business. That we are making money also, but let us now feed the people also. So whether a rich person comes or a poor person comes, we will show them our quality of hospitality, our quality of making ikram to the ummah, our quality of sharing with the people, our quality of what Haji Sahib is saying that food you mustn't sell, you must give. We will give a little bit, but he says that sometimes a customer can eat for 300 rupees and sometimes a customer, a whole group can come and they'll eat for 5,000 rupees also. But 10 customers, we will put the bill. Every brother made an agreement like this and they shared it. He says not even a few weeks passed and the business took another turn. Now, you and I, what we say, that now a man is already running at a loss. He needs to recover as much as he can. His business is going down. Now he's going to start giving for free. Obviously, he's going to go into a deep, deeper hole. He's digging his own grave. He's killing his own business. But Islam works different. Allah's system works different. Allah's system is this. That the more you give, the more barakah Allah gives. The more you spend, the more Allah opens up for you. The more you open up your house to others, Allah opens up his heart to you. So this is the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You honor a person, you have regard for everyone, Allah grants you honor. You disgrace a person, Allah disgraces. You curse a person, Allah curses you. You can have everything, but you begin to curse or you begin to ridicule, Allah deprives you and takes away everything. Look at the incident of Qarun in the time of Sayyidina Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. What, what, what was he short of? But when Allah tabarak wa ta'ala wanted to disgrace him and that whatever he had, his entire treasures, Allah Park destroyed him, sunk him to the earth. Every one of us, we've got these qualities. It's just that now we have to make effort to develop these qualities. That is why, alhamdulillah, effort of dawah, effort of tabliq that takes place. In all our masjid in South Africa, Alhamdulillah, the Jamaat work is taking place. Let us link ourselves to it. It's not some scheme or something to get some people into some organization. It is a 
it is a, the organization of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. If you want to say so, that this is what he wanted. That the ummah must make effort on the ummah because there is no more nabi to come. Like how we have ishtimas in South Africa uh, after Ramadan, we had our ishtima this year, or in April, May somewhere. Like that ishtima takes place all over the world. Mawlana said I must speak a little bit about the ishtima in Pakistan that took place last weekend. So before in Pakistan they would have one ishtima, and that ishtima would be for the entire country, it would take place over three days, and about six hundred, seven hundred thousand people would get together. And a few years ago it became too big, there was not enough space, so they decided they'd call they'll call half the country on one weekend and then they'll call the other half of the country the next weekend. So when they did it like that, after some time, the first weekend also five, six hundred thousand people would gather. The second weekend again five hundred and fifty, six hundred, six hundred and fifty thousand people would gather. Maybe more up to eight hundred thousand sometimes also. It became too much for them again. And they made a mashura, they said, let us make it into quarters now. So one weekend, last weekend, quarter of the country came. This weekend starting last night, the other quarter of the country is there. Then next year, the other half of Pakistan will come again in quarters. So now they made it into four. And each one, like the one we attended last week in Pakistan, that Ishtima alone for quarter of the country, they know which court, which part of the country is to call. From there, 450,000 people came. Now for us, we know, for us to imagine 450,000 is very, very difficult. But when you go there and you see the reality, then you'll understand. Foreigners from all over the world, over 100 countries, maybe 103, or I don't know how many countries of foreigners were there. You name the countries and the people are there, whether it is the Russian state, uh, whether it is Iran, Iraq, and Turkestan, uh, Azerbaijan, Kyrgyzstan, Russia, all the far areas. You hardly hear of people from those countries, of course, the whole of Americas and the whole of the Africa and the whole of Asia and all over, from east to west. The, the, the foreigner section, you know how when we have a Istima, we have a foreigner section, maybe we'll have... I don't know, 50, very good, maybe 100, 200 people in the foreigner section. The foreigner section, they imagine 103 or 100 and how many countries there, was 11,500 people. It's bigger than our normal ishtima that we have in the town. The whole foreigners camp took to capacity, people battling to put, find place to put their beddings down also. Yet every year they're extending the foreigner section. Now let us ask ourselves, what is this for? This is also to make that effort to bring about these qualities. And at the end of that first ishtima, you know, in South Africa, when we have our ishtima in Natal, maybe... 30 jamaats, 40 jamaats, 50 jamaats would come out. From this first ishtima of 450,000 people, over 2,500 jamaats came out in the part of Allah who made Musafa at the ishtima. So what is it? It is the same that the qualities that Allah Pak has given us to make effort on those qualities, make effort on iman so that we may rise and shine and become the true ambassadors of Islam. Then we become like Sahaba when they went wherever they went. There was no need for them to give long bayan, no need for them to explain so much about Islam. Even if they went for business also. The mere dealing, the character, the akhlaq, what they showed was sufficient to bring people into Islam. If we bring about these qualities, beloved friend, eh? more importantly, the quality of Iman, we make it strong, we become true believers. One is to say, mashallah, I have Iman, I'm a believer, I'm a Muslim, I'm a mu'min. But what is the required level of Iman that Allah wants from you? Are we on that level or not? One is I can see I got five rand, I got ten rand, I got one rand in my pocket, I've got money. But can that one rand, five rand, ten rand buy me a loaf of bread? It won't buy me a loaf of bread. Loaf of bread is fifteen rand and twenty rand. We don't have the desired level, the required level of iman. Then that required level of iman is not going to bring about the changes in this dunya below. Allah's promises with the required level of iman. So we make effort on our iman, inshallah, joining the amal that take place in our masjid. Friday nights, mashallah, we have bayan in Shab Guzari in Masjid Hilal every Friday. What are we going to? We can be in our masjid and just be on our routines. Or we can make it profitable, go there, attend the program, listen to the bayan, listen to the programs, and we can come back, inshallah, we'll benefit. May Allah give us all topic.
أشهد أن محمد الله الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فقد غوى نسأل الله ربنا أن يجعلنا ممن يطيعه ويطيع رسوله ويتبع رضوانه ويتنب سخطه يا أيها الناس إن لكم معالم فانتهوا إلى معالم وإن لكم نهاية فانتهوا إلى نهايتكم فإن العبد المؤمن بين مخافتين بين أجل قد مضى لا يدرم الله صانع به وبين أجل قد بقي لا يدرم الله قاض به فليتزود العبد من نفسه لنفسه ومن حياته لموته ومن شبابه لكبره ومن دنياه لآخرته فوالذي نفسه بيده ما بعد الموت من مستعتب ولا بعد الدنيا دار إلا الجنة وبالدار أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ولله العزة ولرسوله وللمؤمنين ولكن المنافقين لا يعلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر رضي الله تعالى وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر رضي الله تعالى وأثقهم حياء عثمان رضي الله تعالى وأقضاهم علي رضي الله تعالى وفاطمة سيرة نساء أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنها والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة رضي الله تعالى عنهما وحمزة وسد الله وأسد رسوله رضي الله تعالى اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ذنبا الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير القرون قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم عز الإسلام وأنصارا وأذل الشرك وأشرارا اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم انصر من نصر دين محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم واجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تذكرون Can you make the stuff straight and shoulder to shoulder Our cell phones are switched off The adults should be in the front side And the children should be at the back side Come quickly inshallah Then we can start with the salah All those at the back Come in front inshallah Quick Allah 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 Allah
الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غساء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا نفس صحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصروفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف قلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نطبت وإلى الأرض كيف فتحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر 
لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا مولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه سيدنا اللهم انت السلام والسلام تبارك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أعنا على أنفسنا عبادك اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا ينفع الجد اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من الجبن والبخل ونعوذ بك من غلبة الدين وقهر الرجال اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت تجعل الحزن سهلا إذا يا واسع المغفرة اغفر لنا ذنوبنا واغفر ذنوب الناس أجمعين اللهم اغفر لنا ولإخواننا الذين سبقونا بالإيمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غل للذين آمنوا ربنا إنك رؤوف رحيم اللهم بارك لنا في الموت وفيما بعد الموت اللهم حاسبنا حسابا يسيرا اللهم عفنا ونجنا من كل بلاء الدنيا وعذاب قبل وعذاب الآخرة رضينا بالله ربا وبالإسلام دينا وبسيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ورسوله اللهم اشف مرضانا ومرضانا اللهم ارحم موتانا ومؤمن اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم انصر إخواننا المستضعفين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم اللهم إنا نسألك من كل خير ما سألك وحنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما سعادك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وليك البلاء ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله وصلى الله تعالى على خير سلامنا بنا ونعم محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين